Welcome to Find Your Still Point, a podcast for busy people looking to feel calm in the midst of the chaos of life. I'm your host, Jessica King. I'm a therapist, yoga teacher, wife, mother, business owner, and entrepreneur. I know busy, and I know what it feels like to let busy rule your life. I've spent my career learning ways to cultivate presence and contentment. And you know what? I'm still working on it. I want to share the humanness of this practice and encourage you to embrace all the perfectly imperfect parts just as they show up. In this podcast, I will talk about the challenges we all face while trying to find presence, teach practical skills to reduce stress, and I hope I just keep it real with you guys because life is hard. But as they say, we can do hard things. I infuse modern evidence-based psychotherapy with yoga philosophy and a little touch of neuroscience nerdiness into my style of teaching because I believe when we know more, we do better. I'm here to give you glimpses into my own journey in hopes that somewhere in the mess of it all, you find inspiration to get present with the life that you're living and find your own still point. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here today with you to speak a little bit about self-compassion. This will be a quick one, so um, there's definitely more information you can gain around the topic of self-compassion, but just giving you some highlights and then practicing together a meditation that will support um, the skill of practicing self-compassion, because it is a skill. It's something we have to practice and that we may not ever perfect, but that can be really essential in combating the negative effects of stress in our life and really managing stress. So just want to give you a few things. Um, First resources, if you do want more after this, go to the uh, notes in the show notes and um, there'll be a name there, Kristen Neff, and she is the guru of self-compassion, and she has written several books, one um, which is called Self-Compassion and the, uh, with an adjacent workbook that you can utilize, and most recently she released Fierce Compassion, um, which it is uh, a counterpart, and I'll, I'll speak briefly about today, but is also essential to our compassion work. So first, just a little bit, like what is self-compassion, right? It's basically the same as having compassion for others, but directing it towards ourselves. So if we can think about the experience of having compassion for another, we can maybe cultivate or think about cultivating that in ourselves. So think about when you experience compassion in your daily life, what does that look like? You know, to have compassion for others, you have to notice that they're suffering. So there's an awareness there. And then it involves feeling moved so much by that suffering. So once you notice the suffering, you're moved so much by it that you're called to action, that you want to do something in response to that suffering. And when this occurs, you often feel things like warmth and caring Um, kindness, things that want you to help to alleviate that suffering. And finally, when you feel compassion for someone else, 
you realize that they're suffering, the failures that they're going through, the challenges are just part of a shared human experience and not a result of something being their fault or um, a flaw in them. So self-compassion is kind of incorporating all of those things that hopefully you kind of remember that experience as I talked about compassion and just directing it to ourselves. So it's all about instead of judging and criticizing and overthinking everything that we're doing, we are recognizing what's happening in a compassionate way and then directing that same type of kindness and compassion towards ourselves to alleviate our own suffering. So Kristen Neff you know, broke this down into three steps, really, um, that we can do and really focus on to be able to, to practice self-compassion. Um, the first component or the first element is the self-kindness. And this is the opposite of self-judgment, right? So being able to be warm and understanding towards ourselves, rather than critical and judgmental when we have a failure or a challenge in our life. So maybe instead of getting angry with ourselves and criticizing when um, we have not met a deadline, there is a noticing that this is a mistake and we feel warm and kind towards the way we are experiencing that anger. Of course, you're experiencing anger. It's frustrating to miss a deadline and there's going to be repercussions for this. And I can see your anger and I can hold space for that, you know. The other element is common humanity. And this is verse isolation, right? That would be the opposite. So when we get really judgy on ourselves, when we fail, oftentimes the reaction is to pull back and isolate because others may be judging us too, right? But self-compassion would bring common humanity into it to know that you are just a human being having a human experience and that every once in a while humans fail and humans have problems and challenges. So we can bring what's happening to us into a larger picture and know that we're not the only ones experiencing it and that we're not alone. And then the final element for all of this is the mindfulness piece. Um, And mindfulness is, is what we've been working on all along in here, right? But it's just paying attention and really becoming the observer of the experience. So if you listened to the podcast a few weeks ago on the observer thoughts, if you haven't, you might want to check it out. But it's being able to step back and notice the experience, notice it for what it is, and not over-identify with one particular part, right? Not overthink one particular part. And the practice of mindfulness in general is not non-judgmental. It's being able to see what's happening in the moment without judgment and without need to control or change or suppress or deny. So we notice our pain, we notice our negative emotion, we notice our suffering, and without a need to change it, without a need to suppress it, we just allow it to be there. 
right? And once we allow it to be there, we start to cultivate this sense of a, a common humanity that we are part of this human experience that has the suffering and this pain sometimes. And as we have that pain and that common experience, we give ourselves loving kindness, that it is hard to have that experience and that we see ourselves in that. And in that seeing, in that offering of compassion towards ourselves, there is some relief of the suffering. So that's the practice. What it doesn't change is the fact that there is pain, right? There's that saying, I think I've probably even used it on this podcast, pain is, is inevitable, suffering is a choice. So we are going to have pain. And there's also going to be things in the world that we don't like that our challenges are things that need to change. And that's where we need to recognize that there is this idea of the fierce compassion that I mentioned. Um, And you might want to read a little bit more about that because one of the big critiques or things I hear from clients on self-compassion is if I am self-compassionate, then I'm not going to be motivated. I'm not going to be ambitious. I'm not going to keep making change. And that's just not true. Self-compassion is not non-action. It's actually full action. Like we talked about with compassion, when we see another person suffering, it causes us to action. So when we see our own suffering, it should call us to action in a way to alleviate that suffering. And often we need fierce compassion to do that. So in times where there are injustices, when we have Um, someone has crossed a boundary with us, or maybe it is more of a larger global um, injustice, then we are called with self-compassion to act because sometimes the action might be setting really strong boundaries. The action might be something that is hard to do, but in doing that, it alleviates the internal suffering for ourselves. And ultimately, this is a practice for community, for the world. So that is my small spiel on self-compassion. It is a practice, though, and we cannot be perfect at it. And so um, we will practice together today a short meditation Um, to incorporate those three elements of drawing awareness and mindfulness, of bringing focus um, to what's happening, then being able to be the observer of that in the common human experience, and finally offering that loving kindness and self-compassion towards ourselves to alleviate the suffering. So if you are ready, get a quiet place to sit, Um, or somewhere else that's comfortable, and I will pause while we prepare to practice together. As you come into your space, begin to find a comfortable seat. You may find yourself sitting in a chair with your feet flat on the floor, Or maybe you're on the ground or cushion with your legs crossed underneath you. Either way, feel the support of the surface underneath you 
allowing yourself to settle into that. As you sit in an alert but relaxed position, this may mean you feel the crown of your head rising up to lengthen the body, creating space, drawing the shoulders down, back, and away from the ears. Take an inventory of your body for a second and see if there's places that you could feel maybe 10% more relaxed, rested, or at ease. For some, it may feel really grounding to orient yourself in the space by just letting your eyes float to places that feel curious, interesting, enjoyable. Letting your eyes linger there until you feel the nice spontaneous breath flow in. Feeling your lungs and your belly and softly releasing and noticing any of these things in any way that is helpful. And then we'll become aware of this moment just by focusing on one thing or even letting the eyes softly close if that's relaxing to you. And begin to think of a situation in your life that is difficult. One that's causing you some stress. We all have them. Just bring this situation or issue to mind. Maybe you visualize it or you can actually feel the stress and the emotion in your body. Noticing its discomfort or the areas that it does cause you to suffer in. And say to yourself, this is a moment of suffering. Maybe you come up with a different phrase that resonates with you more. Like, this is stress. Or this is causing me pain. Just having that mindfulness and that awareness that this is a moment of suffering. And then now say to yourself, suffering is part of life. Maybe there's another way that this resonates with you. Reminding yourself that you're not alone. That other people are with you. This is the common humanity, that we are all part of this and that suffering is part of life. You may try, if it's comfortable in your body, to place your hands on your heart or another area of your body that's comforting, feeling the touch of your hands, or even the temperature, the warmth that they create on your body. And say to yourself, may I be kind to myself? May I love myself? Or 
or whatever expression works for you. This is the offering of self-compassion, loving kindness. May I be kind to myself. This practice can be used at any time, day or night, in discomfort or when at ease. So spend as much time as you need offering yourself kindness, loving touch and compassion for you have all the time in the world in this moment. And when you are ready, maybe releasing your hands Becoming aware of your environment by noticing what's around you, hearing sounds or feeling the touch of the surface underneath you. As you re-enter your world, just reminding yourself that you can return here anytime you need for as long as you need because you created the space for self-compassion and loving kindness. Well, that's a wrap. If you need more information or support, head over to my website in the show notes and connect with me. Offer virtual options for individual and group work, and I love to collaborate, so hit me up. If you liked this episode, please leave a review or rating so we can grow this mindful community together. I've enjoyed this time with you, and until next time, be well, my friends.